Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We are the Take for Take podcast. It is Thursday, September 14th. Two of the three are here tonight. Myself, Trent, holding it down. Gage is traveling this evening, so he is not with us. Trent, how we doing, brother? Austin, what's up, buddy? Happy to be here. Um, Happy got Thursday. Got my uh, Wi-Fi situated. Yep, got, got everything good to go, so... Shouldn't run into any technical difficulties for you guys. Uh, excited for a nice preview show. Yeah, fingers crossed, because uh, Wi-Fi the other night was not great. But, uh, yeah, man, we're here. NFL Week 2 uh, kicks off tonight, Minnesota, and goes to Philly. Week 3, college ball, the slate's not the best. So, without further ado, let's kind of jump right, in this, right into this thing, man. We're going to touch on the NFL first, and then we'll kind of preview the, uh, the college slate. There's a couple games that I want to talk about. But before we do anything, um, for those that have been following along, we do have a uh, our Pick'em contest all season long. It is combined college and pro. Um, we, we're keeping track of our picks. We're putting them out on Twitter, hoping you guys are following along and keeping track of them. Last week, boys did pretty good. Trent and I, you, we went 4-2. and two. Gage went an even 500, 3-3. Three and three. Updated records are... Pretty, I mean, you guys, you guys were both five and seven. It, it, it was tied last week too. I, I'm pretty sure, but you guys five and seven. I'm eight and four. Um, following Colorado has been proven very profitable through two games. Love that. Um, may or may not have them in week three. We'll have to see. But uh, yeah, overall good weekend for the boys last week. Um, really just good week of football in general. Um, I know we kind of got bullied, at least I did, with the NFL gambling-wise, but it was just really good football. Saturday was phenomenal. And, yeah, I mean, I'm, this weekend's I think, or I hope, isn't going to be a letdown because the slate is not the best, but should be pretty good. Yeah, to your point, to your point there, I, uh, I figured the NFL would be tough given that we had, you know, obviously nothing to, to base it off, but it was week one. Um, so with that logic, I had four college football plays and two NFL plays to make up my six plays. And what did you know? I went four to own college football, <laughs> oh, and two in the NFL. So, yeah. um, tougher this week, um, to see what, 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 uh, what, what I might go with, but, um, we'll have all those picks out to you and, and, um, tweet it out before the game. So we'll be good to go. Yeah. Nobody's got action tonight, at least contest wise tonight. So all these picks will come out to you either Friday night or Saturday morning, but it's guaranteed to get out to you before kickoff at noon on Saturday. But let's dive right into it, man. Eagles, Vikings tonight. Um, the line is 6.5 in favor of the Eagles. Over on their set at 48.5. Um, I am on the Vikings. Um, it's not going to be one of my, my official picks here. Um, everything kind of tells you to take the Eagles, at least everything I've seen. Um, it's kind of, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Jalen Hurts, where'd he go? I just lost my, lost my page. I mean, I, I think, um, I I think the first thing with this, this game you have to realize is this was actually a uh, repeat of week two last year. Week, week three, I think. Week two or three, but yeah. I think it was week two. Okay. Week two. Um, I think it was a Monday night game. Yes. And it was in Philly. It was a night game, and the Eagles won 24-7. to 7. Um, 
So I think that, you know, given that information, though, I, I think this game could be a little bit different. The reason for that is the injuries that Philadelphia sustained in week one, uh, losing two of their starting uh, secondary, Reed Blankenship at safety and, and, and Bradbury, Bradbury over a corner. Both are out. Fletcher Cox is questionable here, and they lost Kenneth Gainwell. I don't think that's a big big loss. They can move in uh, Swift or Penny there at running back. But I would lean the over, and I know that's uh, kind of what everyone's seeming to play here. Um, I think the Vikings offense, and, and we, we did this in the preview pod with the Vikings, and I think I said, you know, I'm pretty safe to say you can play the over in most of their games. You should be safe. Now, they, did lose, they didn't hit the over last week, so maybe that's not a good point. But be that as it may, I do like the over here. I think Kirk Cousins is going to have um, a lot of opportunity to go over the top and attack this Eagles defense. And I don't think the Vikings have any hope of stopping the Eagles on, 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 on that the other side of the ball. So, it's at 49 right now. Um, wouldn't play aside. My lean would be the over. Yeah. Um, FanDuel, I'm looking at 48 and a half. 53% of the money is on the over. Um, I like the over. I'm not going to play it, but I, I can see I can see it being a high-scoring game. Um, you touched, you kind of took my point, touched on the, the injuries the Eagles have in the secondary. So I like Addison to have a, a solid, Addison and Jefferson to have a solid game. I'm also sprinkling um, TJ Hawkinson money line. I, or, <laughs> Hawkinson money line. Hawkinson touchdown. <laughs> What would that look like? What would a TJ Hawkinson money line? Look Dude, like? the insane odds, insane value. But um, yeah, I, I I just both of these offenses are very very good, and injuries on defense for Philly I think is going to keep uh, Minnesota in this game. So I do like them plus six and a half. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on them plus six and a half. I'm on Hawkinson touchdown, and I'm on um, Jordan Addison yards. But no official play. I'm not putting them in my in the contest. Just follow as you will. But I think this game's a lot closer I mean, than what people think. Yeah, I mean, I could see it kind of going back and forth and maybe last team that has the ball gets the victory. Um, really quick, what are your thoughts on DeAndre Swift here? And, and personally, is, this is something where I'm in fantasy and I have him right now starting as of about 5 p.m., Thursday, haven't made that uh, decision yet. If I want to, if I want to actually uh, go through with it, now I'm leaning towards starting him. He had one carry for three yards in Week One. Kenneth Gainwell, um, you know, head coach said they want to incorporate Swift more. They did trade for him in the off season. So, um, as a fantasy expert, self-proclaimed on the show for you, um, what are your thoughts? That what would you advise me? Um, I well, it depends on who who you like. Com- debating him with like who's the other guy uh stay stay uh say something talk for a little bit so i can tell you <laughs> um vikings defense i mean they've they had some departures on in the front seven so the rush defense isn't the greatest um it's kind of hard to say how good they are based off their performance last week versus um who they fucking play last week tampa bay it was kind of an ugly game but I mean, DeAndre Swift is just so boomer bust. Like he, he was that way in in Detroit. I know he split carries with Jamal Williams, but you're right. They brought him over to be the lead back, and I don't, I don't know. It just this feels like a game tonight that that he is gonna, he'll go for like seven yards and two touchdowns. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it. the decision really comes down to DeAndre Swift, uh, George Pickens, Terry McLaurin, and Gabe Davis. I guess you can throw Drake, Drake London in there. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm leaning Pickens and Swift and benching Terry just because I don't I don't trust that Washington offense and he's going against um, the Broncos with Pat Sertain. I don't know if it's the right call, man. And um, I'm, whatever I whatever decision I make, I'm sure it'll be the wrong one. So I don't <laughs> even know why we're talking about this shit. Um, Philly also has a ton of weapons on offense, so it's kind of hard to – unless it's like A.J. Brown or you know Jalen Hurts, it's kind of hard to say, should I start or sit this guy, fantasy-wise at least. Because you never know, man. Like, I mean, e- even when healthy, yeah. when healthy, Gainwell could could very well be their leading rusher, and we all know how well Jalen Hurts uses his legs. So it's kind of tough to say. All right, well, we'll move on. But like I said, we'll come back to this next week when I when I lose because you, I made the wrong decision. When you start George, or when you start Swift over Pickens, Pickens has hundred yards, yeah. hundred yards. Whatever decision I make is going to be a bad one. So. <laughs> Let's move to Sunday. First Sunday game on the slate, Atlanta playing host to Green Bay. Atlanta coming off a, a pretty easy win. Or both of these teams coming off pretty easy wins last week. Um, Green Bay battling some possible injuries. Aaron Jones, Christian Watson right now are both questionable, um, which would be – I know uh, Watson missed last week in the Bears game, but Aaron Jones being that kind of do-everything-back for Green Bay, that would be a huge loss for them. Right now, the line sits at Falcons minus one and a half. Over on their set at 40 and a half. Um, I know Gage is leaning Packers if they're fully healthy. But this is, for me, um, kind of a sit back. And one of these two teams is going to go to 2-0. and And there's going to be a huge overreaction because of it. So I just want to sit back and enjoy and see who we, who we will be overreacting to next week. Yeah, that's a great point, man. I was going to say that. Like, whatever whatever the outcome of this game is, it's going to be either, oh, like, Jordan Love is an MVP candidate. He's got the Packers 2-0, Aaron Rodgers who? Or it's going to be, like, Arthur Smith's a genius. They don't even need the forward pass in Atlanta. Like, they can just run it down your throats. I'm not looking forward to those narratives because I don't think either of them are true. I think both these teams are are – above average but they're not going to make any noise when it, when it matters mine uh shifted quite a bit it was um it was packers up i think they got up to two minus two earlier in the week and now like you said it's what is it atlanta uh one and a half atlanta land one and a half yeah 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 i think <clears throat> i think it's with the injuries right because not i mean you mentioned right. aaron jones and christian watson but quay walker and rashawn gary are both listed as questionable as well so going to be um obviously those are two of their better defenders out of jerry alexander so going to be um something to monitor for sure the play here um i i think i think this could be a really ugly game yeah i don't particularly love either of these teams the falcons are are not you know very exciting to watch b john robinson's fun but um I mean, I was impressed with the Packers' offense and offensive and defensive lines, but that, that might be more of a Bears thing than a Packers thing. I agree. So we might learn some things this week and see if that Packers, um, you know, if they're as good in the trenches as they looked week one. So 
I'm staying off. Um, I do think maybe I'd lean over with that total only being 40 and a half, but I have enough confidence to play it, so I'll just stay off. Next game, Team Packers uh, manhandled last week. Chicago going into Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay laying two and a half right now, minus 144 on the money line. Another low total set at 40 and a half right now. Um, my gut wants to tell me to, or my heart wants to tell me to bet the Bears simply because it's Baker Mayfield and I, every chance I get, I can, I, I will fade Baker. But, um, Tampa Bay looked good last week, man. I mean, I mean, you could say they looked good. You could say Minnesota played bad. It was a little bit of both, but got to give credit where credit's due. They were, other than the Rams, I'm pretty sure they were the biggest dog of the week. Um, this is a stay away game, man. I just, these are two teams that I think are really bad. And I just, I don't know, man. I want to root for the Bears, but it's so hard. It's so hard. You're not lying, man. And um, give a quick shout out to uh, JT O'Sullivan. He's the uh, UB school on YouTube. Really, really good stuff. If you ever want to learn more about football and, and um, you know, especially the quarterback position, definitely recommend uh, watching his videos and, and um, taking his classes and stuff because super informational and uh, he really does know what he's talking about. He did a full breakdown of the Bears, um, like an hour breakdown of basically the Bears every uh, drop back for Justin Fields. And um, let's just say, I'll put it kind of like the Bears were a shit show on offense. Uh, schematically, um, personnel-wise, receivers, offensive line, QB, running back, offensive play caller. It was like a high school team. So um, it didn't instill much confidence that they're going to figure it out one week after I uh, after I watched that film. So I don't know, man. I, I'd probably lean the over here. Um, yeah, I'm kind of looking at that too. Before. It does seem low, doesn't it? Um, it does. I, it looks like we're going to get some a little bit of rain, so maybe they're playing that. Uh, but that that shouldn't affect the total of the rain. I wouldn't think it's more of a more of a wind thing. So I don't think the Bears' offense is going to be as bad as they were week one, and the Bears still have a horrid defense. Um, so I don't know how many defensive stops are going to be in this game, really. So I don't really understand that total. Oh, um, it might be a pick of mine. I haven't decided yet, but looking at 40 and a half there. Yeah, I'm seeing 40 and a half right now on FanDuel. Which I more, like that over a lot. Yeah, the more I'm staring at it, kind of kind of tells me to play it, but I'm going to hold off for now. It is, I guess, like, I, I, I will lean that over. Um, at first, yeah, I was. Bears uh, overs last year were were super profitable, super reliable for us, and we were riding that wave. Right. Um, and it's funny, like they had a top pick, and I know they got a bunch of picks from Carolina and stuff, but they just don't have a have a lot of talent still, which is kind of crazy, especially on the defensive side of the ball. That D line is is the worst in the NFL. So. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm actually interested to watch this game and see how it turns out. That's funny because I have zero interest in watching this game. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's going to be kind of chaos. Like, Yeah. The Tigers and Bears would put up a lot of – like, I mean, that was like almost 60 points between the games. So I don't see why this total is only at 40. Right. Gage um, is leaning um, 
I wish he was here, man. He could elaborate on this a little bit. But he was leaning Bears, and he told, texted me. He said that uh, Justin Fields is going to run all over that uh, front four for Tampa Bay, which is pretty bold. But let's move on. I don't want. I, I keep. I'm keep. I'm drawing a blank on this game, and I, I'm thinking really hard about it. And I really should not be thinking this fucking hard about well, this the, game. The one other thing. To go to Gage's point, and um, this was from the QB schools breakdown as well, is Bears didn't have any designed quarterback runs for Fields the whole game, which is just odd. Like, like I get you want to. I did not know that. You know, establish more of a passing game and stuff, but why would you not play to your your quarterback's greatest strength? Right. It's like they were completely unprepared for the season. Um. So may, maybe they just put more of an emphasis on on running the ball with with Fields. Did last year, and that's where they started, you know, throwing up 30 points per game for a stretch. So that's what I would do. Um, what the fuck do I know? I don't know. But um, I, I could see Gage being, <laughs> being spot on there. They, they turn more to a Fields-centric uh, offense. So we'll see. Moving on. Let's move to Detroit. Pulled off arguably both of these teams, I guess what you could say, were, were part of the two biggest upsets last week. Uh Detroit going into Kansas City, ruining ring ceremony night, beating the Chiefs. Seattle getting thumped by L.A. at home. Uh, Detroit laying four and a half right now on FanDuel. Over on their set at 47 and a half. I was leaning. I had a lean in this game, and I think I now have an actual pick in this game. I think I'm going to take the Lions minus four and a half at home. Um, Seattle is three and zero ATS in their last three versus the Lions, but Detroit is ten and one ATS in their last eleven, which is best in the league in their last eleven games. And I mean, you come off a, a win like that against Kansas City, Ford Field is going to be fucking bumping. Yeah, and the Lions are a different team at home too than they are on the road. Because yeah, to be honest, I didn't, I didn't. They have a great offensive line, but I don't think their offensive line played particularly great against the Chiefs, especially with no Chris Jones. Um, you know, they only mustered uh, or 14 offensive points that game. Um, so I, I thought they, they definitely didn't play their best. Well, obviously didn't play their best. I think I would I would lean, actually, the Seahawks here. Even, um, I think they're a much better team than they played week one. Now, they do have injuries. Um, Charles Cross, he's going to go. Uh, Boy Mafe, questionable. It's questionable. So th- there's 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 questions um, and injuries on, on the Seattle side of the ball. But I, I think I'm, I'm seeing five here on my end. I think that's a bit high. Yeah, Fandle's reading four and a half right now. Okay. Still, I, I, this feels like a three-point game to me. So, I'd say strong lean Seattle. Um, haven't decided if it's going to be a play yet, but that's that's where I would go. Kind of uh, go against week one overreaction thing. Fair. Um, I just I'm banking on the atmosphere there being electric, and Jared Goff is just a different breed at home. So I like, and if they use Jameer Gibbs like they're supposed to use Jameer Gibbs. Like it's hard to beat that fucking team, so I I am gonna lay the I am gonna lay the four and a half, um, 
with with Detroit there. I like that a lot. Buffalo playing host to the Raiders. Uh, biggest line of the week. It is, or actually, second biggest line of the week. It is currently minus eight and a half. Over under set at forty seven. I have absolutely zero. I will have no money on this game. I want to see how Buffalo bounces back after a game like that against the Jets. But I have absolutely nothing here. Yeah, I think I think you can throw the Bills in like a money line parlay or something and be safe. Um, you know, I, I mean, you're getting the money line. At, it's not great. Money line is uh, minus 390. Yeah, 390. Um, great, but, you know... You can you can probably throw that in a, in a five or six leg parlay and feel good about it. I I don't I don't see them losing to the Raiders, coming off that embarrassing loss, and um, you know the Raiders played well week one. I'm not I'm not if you guys to the pod you know I'm not very high on Denver and Russell Wilson, so I didn't expect much from that game from from Denver, and they are banged up with Jacoby Myers who. Um, and Devonta Adams didn't practice today, actually. Right. Yeah, I just so, saw that. So that that would be that would be tough going in without your top two weapons on offense. Um, but yeah, that the I'd be comfortable playing playing a Bills spread anywhere. Like if even if they're favored by like four or five, they're such a scary team, dude. It. Yeah, but I think I think they win. I think there's a there's a very very high likelihood that they just they they figure out a way to win so go their money line in a parlay but um don't bet the spread next game on slate the la chargers going to tennessee play king henry and the titans that line right now i just clicked off of it is minus three in the favor of chargers you can actually get minus three at plus money actually even money right now um I don't really like either side in this game. I do kind of like the over, which I'm looking at 45 and a half. I know uh, Titans kind of pride themselves, or not kind of, they do pride themselves on defense. But I, I just, it's hard to look at this Chargers team and expect them not to score points. I mean, their team total right now is 23 and a half, which is really, really enticing. But, um,. That over that total over is, is is a pretty pretty strong lean for me. I'm not I don't have an official play right now, but I do like that over forty five. I think I'm gonna go with the Titans here as a play. Um, weird. Like I feel like the rosters on on either team don't matter when these teams face each other or when these teams play anybody really. It's like. It doesn't matter how bad the, or talent-deprived the Titans roster is. Like, it's going to be a three-point game. And then the same thing goes for the Chargers. Like, it doesn't matter how much of a talent advantage they have over everybody. They're going to find a way to make it a three-point game. They just they just always play close games. So if you're giving me three and the Titans are at home, Bell really can't play worse than he did week one. And... um you know, D Hop's questionable too. They're still searching for that. He did practice. They're still searching for that elusive first touchdown of the year, bro. One of two team, one of two teams this year without an offensive touchdown or without any touchdowns yet. Are they? I can think of uh, two other teams, so maybe they're one of three. 
Who? The, Other than the Bengals. The, the, the uh, Texans. They didn't score a touchdown last week? They had nine points. Yeah, three three field goals. All right, well, I stand corrected then. The, the Titans scored. They kicked five field goals last week? Yeah. It was the most, tu- oh, wow. most field goals in a week one game in NFL history. <laughs> there was eight. Oh, in that game? Yeah, there was eight field goals, bro. Saints kicked three and the Titans kicked five. Hilarious. <laughs> that is that's a rough watch, man. Dude, it was so um, boring. I mean, we went from watching, we were clicking back and forth between uh, the Bengals game and the Saints game, and I had red zone on my phone, and I was just glued to my phone. Like those two games going back and forth yeah. may have been the two most boring football games I've ever watched in my life. Yeah, it definitely wasn't um, good, clean football. Definitely a lot, a lot of things to clean up week one. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, give me the three with the Titans. Um, you know, I could break it down more and, and, you know, schematically and stuff, but it's more so just, you know, I watch football every week and the Chargers play three-point games and the Titans play three-point games. I don't yeah. see why this week would be any different. So. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Um, Let's move to the AFC North. I wanted to talk about Colts Texans, but I want to get I want to talk about this one first. Ravens going to Cincinnati. Joe Burr and the boys home opener laying three to Baltimore right now. Over under set at forty six and a half. Um, I really really want to play the Ravens here. Not not out of spite towards the Bengals, but just. These two teams play each other so well and so tight. And I know Dobbins is hurt, so they're going to be, I think, who is it, Justice Justice Hill is their starting back, I believe. Justice Hill slash Gus Edwards. That's right, Gus Edwards. But um, I don't know, man. Getting three in a divisional game like this is a lot of points. And if this moves up at all, to three and a half, I, I will absolutely hammer it. But uh, uh, Baltimore plus three here is a strong lean for me. Yeah, I I think, you know, common theme with a lot of these games, it's going to depend on Baltimore's injuries. Have we heard anything on Marlon Humphrey, if he's going to try to come back this week? I haven't heard anything. Let me double check. Okay. And, I mean, that's not the only injury they have, obviously. Uh, you mentioned J.K. Dobbins. Which just sucks for him. Mark Andrews, too. Yeah, yeah, Andrews. I think he should be back this week, which is good news. Um, And then they lost two two offensive linemen, uh, Ronnie Staley, their uh, left tackle, and Tyler Linderbaum, um, their center, which uh, I think they're both trending towards not playing. So... um, And and that's, you know, obviously losing their their starting safety, too, for... um, for majority of the year, so, I mean the, the Ravens are just the same. It's I, it's got to be frustrating. Just get banged up every year, and they I mean they still figure out to be in the playoff hunt and make the playoffs because they're they're really well coached. They have great culture there, but I don't know, man. It's it's going to be a good game. Um, I'm not going to play a side, but I, I'm definitely interested to see the result. I'm interested to see how the Ravens uh, injury report looks looks like on Sunday so yeah I'm definitely uh, excited to watch the game I don't have anything on it yet but like I said if it if it bumps up to 
Um, above three, I will I will take the Ravens. Um, Marvin, Marlon Humphrey right now is still questionable. He He's missed a few days of practice this week. It's going to be a game-time decision. Do we think Joe Burrow goes over 82.5 passing yards? Um, I'm not going to well, use – We'll have to check the weather. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to check the, the weather first. Right, yeah. Weather weather's going to play a huge um, – a huge uh, impact in that, but I'm not. Yeah, we'll have to see. I don't know. I, I think that I think this is a high scoring game, though, bro. Regardless of whether Humphrey's back or not, I mean, Paycor Sam's gonna be absolutely rocking. And actually, no, it'll be rocking. But you know damn well they go three and out in their first two possessions. It's gonna be Zach Taylor's head on a fucking stake. Yeah. That would be so funny. Um, oh, my God. That would be so funny yeah, to yeah. Bengals. CFF's number one ranked ranked offense is the Bengals going into the year, and they scored, scored three points and had about 140 total yards. So not a hot start, but um, three will bounce back. <laughs> I love it. Colts going to Houston. Texans laying the one and a half. Uh, battle the rookie QBs, Jalen, Jalen, um, Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud, over on their set at 39 and a half. Holy shit. Um, Is it me or all these totals like low this week? I don't. They are. Maybe they watched week one. They're like, uh, like these. But I think that's an overreaction. Like, I don't know, man. Like these defenses aren't good. Yeah, neither. At all. Especially in this game. Like what? What's stopping this game from being? 24-21. Like, right, that's that's comfortably over the, the total. That's what I mean. Like, oh. I, um, I have no yeah, play. I, I have no play in this game. I just, I'm also confused as to why that total is so low. Yeah, I mean Richardson's fine. He's gonna play. Correct. And these these were two. I think these two QBs looked the best last week. Um. Out of the out of the rookie QBs, so um, you know I thought the Texans they moved the ball um, and had you know in drives they resolved field goals took too many sacks but that's a tough way to start your career in Baltimore. Yeah. So I thought all all in all CJ played well and and Richardson played well. Um, Richardson had a chance to win that game. Yeah, I mean, not even had a chance. They, yeah. they 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 almost had it won, and the defense gave it up. Yeah, and you know we like we like um, you know D'Amico Ryan's on the defense side of the ball for for Houston and that direction they're going, but there's still a lot of holes and they still need to add a lot of talent to that defense. So I don't see why the Colts can't move the ball and score. And I mean, same same goes for the Colts. I mean, who who on that defense scares you outside of Shaq Leonard? So. Right. I don't know, man. I, I think I think this total is is too low, and um, I would lean the over. Kansas City going to Jacksonville rematch of the divisional round in the playoffs last year. Um, Kansas City is laying three and a half over on their set at fifty one and a half, the highest point over we have of the week or game over we have of the week. Um, the Jacksonville team is good, dude. They, they 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 are good. We just talked about the Colts fumbling the win last week, but Calvin Ridley looked good. Trevor Lawrence looked really good. Um, Zay Jones, I know it's one game, but 
he looks good. He could be he could he could be one of the more underrated receivers in the league. Um I think they could pose some pose some trouble for the Chiefs, man. Getting three and a half at home in a revenge spot here is is scary. As of right now, I don't have a play on this game. But I'm really tempted to take the Jags here. Play either, but I think I would lean the other way with the Chiefs. Um, Chris Jones back is going to be huge. Um, defense that played uh, pretty well overall against the Lions. I think they played they played really well given their circumstance and I think this could be the best defense that Mahomes has had in his career um, you know getting Kelsey back as well on offense is going to be huge is he we back like, is he going to be playing do we know that he's going to be playing he's going to he better because like I said he's on my fancy teams <laughs> I already made I already made moves to drop my backup tight end, so he has a better play. But no, I, I think he'll play. I was like he could have possibly even played Thursday if it was like a playoff game or something. So I think he I think he suits up. I think their offense looks a lot better. I think Kadarius Tony doesn't vomit all over himself. And um they I think they win this game. Do they win by four or more? We'll see. I haven't decided if I'm if I'm gonna make it a play, but I'm leaning that way. As of an hour ago, quote, might be able to play. <laughs> so he's still questionable. Still questionable. He said he might. He might be able to play is what he said. That's what Travis Kelsey said? Yeah. That's just gamesmanship. They're just, they're just keeping the Jaguars guessing. So we're, we're good. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the 4 o'clock slate. Um San Francisco, uh, NFC East, NFC West, excuse me. Gage's Niners going to L.A., who we mentioned it before, coming off a huge win against the Rams. God bless, dude. Rams coming off a huge win against the Seahawks. There we go. Uh, Niners thumped Pittsburgh last week, laying seven on the road over on their set at 45. Um, this game screams under 45 to me. I think... This Niner defense doesn't suffocate the Rams, but that's a lot of points. And I, I, in a divisional matchup like this, I'm kind of leaning the under there. Yeah, I have no read on this game. I mean, it's weird to see these two teams like you know they came off just um, you know in the Rams' case surprising, but in the just dominant performances, really insanely surprising. Yeah. And, I mean, the 49ers are, are great, and we know it, but I think it was so surprising to see them laid on the Steelers like that in Pittsburgh. So, I don't really know what to think about this game. And, you know, I was lower on the Rams going into the year, and I, I didn't really bank on Matt Stafford looking like how he looked. I mean, he looked like he, looked like he was like 25 out there, just spinning it. Kid that drafted out of BYU looks like, a, you know, the next Cooper Cup. Was that uh, Puka Puka Nakua? Puka Nakua, yeah. Bro, I, can't, but, um, I still cannot believe Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell combined for 200-plus yards last week. That is fucking yeah. insane. Puka and Tutu. But, uh, 
I mean, historically Shanahan owns McVeigh, so you know maybe you can go that that route. But I'm not gonna have a play here. I'm just gonna uh, play this game, and and um, you know, I hope Stafford stays healthy with that that defensive front. I hope he stays yeah. upright. Holy fuck, yeah. I do too. Seven's a lot of points though, so so I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't have a, a play or a lean either side really. Giants going to Arizona. Arizona, the worst team in professional football. Giants laying four and a half over on their set at 39 and a half. Another insanely low total. This game smells like a Giants blowout. I say that and they kick a game-winning field goal as time expires. Is probably what's going to happen. But I have no play on this game. Um, I may... Bet Barkley anytime touchdown, but I have no official play here. I, I'm not really interested in this game at all. Yeah, I think this is going to be a good spot for your boy Daniel Jones um, going from the Dallas defensive front to Arizona's is a pretty uh, stark difference. So I mean, I it can it only go up from that? It can only go up from last week. Let's be honest. Yeah. So I know you'll be locked into this game, big Giants guy, <laughs> and uh, you can give us a full report on it this week. Um, I'll have a full breakdown so, on, on Tuesday, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, please do it, because I won't be watching a second of this game. So I, I'll, I'll need all the notes you need, uh, you have, but I don't know, man. I mean, this is, like I said, like this game is pretty... Um, it's, this it's game's going to stink, uh, let's just be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's shocking coming from you, but I, I would agree. I just think that the Giants are going to be in a – they're going to they're gonna be very, very grateful that they're Arizona. I mean, this is a great game. This is a good – if you're going to lose 40-0 to zero in your first game, first week of the season, this is <laughs> this is who you want to play with. I was going to say, so. you cannot ask for a better bounce-back game or like a bounce-back spot. Yeah, so it's a good spot for the Giants. Um, we'll see if they cover, but – I'd expect them to win. You never know in this league. Right. Jets going to Dallas. Just talked about Dallas. 40-balling the Giants. Obviously, Rodgers injury. Zach Wilson is now the guy. This is the largest spread and the lowest over-under on the week. Cowboys minus nine and a half, pretty much at even money over under set at thirty eight and a half. Um, I think the Jets cover this game. I really do. Nine nine and a half is a lot of points. Um, I know Zach Wilson. I'm not a really a believer at all in Zach Wilson, but that ten is a lot of points. And yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything other than that. I just, I, I'm not going to play a side in this game, but I would not be surprised if Dal- or Cal- Dallas wins by, you know, four to five here. Yeah, I'm looking at, um, I don't know if you have this in front of you, Jets, Jets team total, uh, looking 13 and a half is the line. The over is actually juiced to minus 120. It's, it's hard to it really is hard to envision the Jets scoring two touchdowns in this game. And I know maybe that's overreacting that Dallas scored ze- or Dallas gave up zero uh, points, but but that offensive line and Zach Wilson back there 
with the first that defensive front. They're gonna be in trouble, I bro. Mean, he's gonna, they could be. He's gonna be running for his life. Dude, Michael Parsons may have eight eight hurry eight to nine hurries on the quarterback this week. I would be surprised if he didn't, and I I think uh, if someone told me you have to put a line on on strip sacks for this game, I'd probably put it at like half. Put it at what? Like three three and a half strip oh, sacks. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, um, I'd. <laughs> I know thirteen and a half is so low for an NFL team, but I might lean. I might lean under thirteen and a half. That's such a scary bet. <laughs> Holy shit, that's so scary. <laughs> it is, man. But you're right. I mean, the last time I had a, the last time I had an under team total was fucking West Virginia against Penn State. We saw how that that ended. So yeah, that was tragic. But I mean, I would not be. But I mean, I'm kind of right there with you. Like. I could very well see the Jets covering here, but I could also see them getting fucking thumped. Let's move on to a game. The Jets can still cover. Yeah, I was gonna say the Jets can still cover and not hit their team total because you know I don't I don't expect Dallas to you know light up the the Jets secondary and stuff. So, um, you know, the Cowboys crowd is going to be going nuts. I just think this is a really tough spot for Zach Wilson, so we'll see. This next game, I have no um, analysis on. I don't give a damn about this game. Washington going to Denver. Denver laying three and a half here. Over under set at 39 and a half. I do not care whatsoever about this football game. I cannot care. I, I this, is, this is the game so far that I just don't give a shit about. Yeah, I don't really get why Denver is getting respect. Like, why should they be three and a half point favorites favorites over any is competent team? Like, I, I think the Washington Washington's like a pretty average NFL football team. But so is Denver. You know, right, right. So why are they three and a half point favorites? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got you. That's, that's my point. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what what Denver has done to deserve that line like this line should be line should be three maybe two and a half um no no i mean this line should be three i don't know why they get they're getting the extra half point um i think you could tease up washington to 10 and feel great about it but um you gotta be a psycho to take denver they just <laughs> Yeah, They're so uninspiring, man. Both of these teams are, dude. I don't care about either of these teams. The final Sunday game, Sunday Night Football, a- AFC East matchup: Dolphins going to New England. Dolphins laying three over under set at forty six and a half. Um, this is a game that I really, really want to see. I I, I really want to watch this game. Um, Tua obviously went fucking nuclear last week. And he's 4-0, straight up, and ATS in his career against Bill Belichick. But this is a solid, a solid um, New England defense. We saw it last week against Philly. I, I, I'm actually really interested to, play, to watch this game. This game may not be as intriguing, or I may be, like, gashing this game up, but I really want to. I really want to watch this game. I'm really excited. And three, three seems like a lot of points in this game. Yeah, no, I, I think you're spot on 
Um, super interesting game, especially like schematically with uh, McDaniel offense against X defense. I mean, that's that's like uh, two unstoppable unstoppable forces going at each other. Exactly. So I'm really interested to see this game. Um, and the Patriots, I think you undersold the Patriots. Like they have a legit defense. No, they have an ins- yeah. Their defense is crazy. Yeah, and their secondary looks. I mean, Christian Gonzalez looked great last week. Been, didn't even need a, you know a couple weeks to, to get a, his rookie season under his belt. He looks like he's going to be a star right away. But it's a different animal when you're facing out there. So it's going to be really great to see. It's going to be see, it's going to be cool to see what Belichick does with Tyreek Hill and, and how he might um, look to double him or what he's going to do there. Because uh, obviously you still have to worry about Waddle. Um, I was just gonna say you double Tyreek. Okay, so what? He doesn't go for two hundred yards, and Waddle goes for a buck twenty and a touchdown. Like, right? I mean, there's no good answers. I mean, that, that's no. why this is the best duo receiver duo in the NFL. Um, just incredibly fast, and Tyreek. You know, you guys know my thoughts on Tyreek. I mean, just an unreal football player. So, Patriots offense looked a little better than I expected last week. You know, with the actual offensive coordinator, Mac Jones looked okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, this this game could be fun. Um, 46 and a half is the total. I'd, I'd probably lean over again there um, because, you know, I, I think the Patriots can move the ball against the Dolphins given what we saw last week and we know what the Dolphins can do. So I'm really interested to watch this game. I don't really love a side either way. I think minus three – Miami's right line mm-hmm. um, but yeah I still want to unpack that game a little more so I'm not going to have a play now but I might have one down the line fair let's move on to Monday night uh, Saints uh, Saints Panthers first game your Brownies and Steelers going coming on at 8 um, the Panthers and Saints Saints laying 3.5 or no, I'm sorry, it changed. Laying three right now, over under set at exactly forty. Um, call me biased, sure. I don't really give a shit. But if the Saints don't win this game by three points, then there needs to be some serious reconsiderations with this team. Um, the the Panthers just looked horrible against an average Falcons defense. Um, they got two. I mean, Austin Corbett and uh, Brady Christensen are both out on the offensive line. Um, Cam Jordan, uh, Brian Breesy, all these other deep, the, this deep defensive line for Saints should have no problem getting after Bryce Young. Um, three points here is is not a lot of points. It's a little bit disrespectful in my opinion. So I'm not going to call it an official pick, but I would not be surprised if Saints minus two, or I'm sorry, Saints minus three is. Is a bit is a pretty big play for me this week. Yeah, did you mention JC Horn is going to be out? JC Horn uh, is out too. Yeah, with a hamstring injury, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So that is that's a big big loss for for the Panthers against um, the Saints. And you know, I like Derek Carr. Um, his future over passing yards, good start over three hundred yards in Week One. I expect. Um, it's not like the Panthers give up a lot of passing yards week one, but that was more of a product of facing a team that 
doesn't believe in a forward pass. Exactly. So, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not really. I, I, you just kind of look around this on this Panthers team, and you're you're kind of like, where's the where's the talent? Uh, I mean, their their offensive line's bad. Beavers are bad. Um, they have a rookie quarterback. They have a couple pieces on defense on their D line, but outside of that, you know, there's not too much to be excited about. So. I think the only thing that can get in the way of the Saints is just Saints and Derek Carr and Dennis Allen just kind of not being we've seen throughout their careers they can fuck some shit up and just play play below their standards so they you're right they should win this they, they have more talent they should win this game by more than three points but you know, I, I'm just not confident in Dennis Allen as a coach and their offensive coordinator to to win, I mean, they should have won the Titans game by more than point. You know what I mean? And they won. Yeah. The, they beat the Titans by one. That's what Tannehill giving them three interceptions. So right. My my overall point is, I agree with your point. They have more talent. They should be. They should <laughs> win this game by more than three. But will they? Yes. I, I'm not willing to put money on it. Yes, they will. <laughs> we'll um, now will your Brownies win by three points? That is a question I will probably answer with no, but uh, Brown's going to Pittsburgh, laying two and a half on the road, over on their set at thirty-eight and a half. I have no play on this game. I will tune in this game during commercials of the Saints game, but uh, yeah, other than that, I think this game could end up like fourteen to ten. But um, yeah, I got I got nothing here. My brownies trying to go two and zero. Um, it's it's. I, I saw a couple interesting stats um, from for this game, and I believe um, the the Steelers are twenty and zero Monday Night Football at home. Holy shit! Which is quite the trend. But then there's an all there's also another stat that says. Um, Teams last year were 0-16 after they faced the 49ers. <laughs> so this is another one where it's like... There's going to be a letdown somewhere. Force, yeah, versus a movable object game. Um, also, the Browns haven't won in Pittsburgh in like 20 years during the regular season. They, they, won, they won the playoff game with no fans. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stats that, that are going to be broken one way or another in this game. Um, I think Cam Hayward being out is going to really hurt their run defense, and Deontay Johnson looks like he's not going to play. That's always given the Browns fits, and it seems like he's always he's always uh, getting open. Um, I think Kenny Pickett's going to be in hell, man, with this defensive line, and it's kind of like the Saints, where the only the only way the Browns lose this game is if they get in way get in the way of from the, of, of themselves. Sorry, I just had a stroke trying to say that. You guys get what the fuck I'm trying to say, though. Jesus, like, the, calm the down, are, big you know, fella. <laughs> get fired up. I love football, but um, but you get what I'm trying to say. I do. So I, yes. I think the Browns should win this game, especially with Camp Hayward out. I think they should be able to run the ball on the on the Steelers. I think. Um, I think they can attack Patrick Peterson, last out there, and you know, 
got this exposed. Is a he got exposed last week by Brandon Ayuk. He's old, man. He's yeah. old. He shouldn't be out there. I don't know. You, you, you think the Steelers win this game? Honestly, I think it's a coin flip. I think it's... I wouldn't be surprised either way. Um, I give I give them the slight edge for being at home and getting fucking embarrassed last week at home. But, I mean, Cleveland looked really good. I mean, say what you want about the weather last week. But um, they looked really good. And they held Burrow under 100 yards. And they fucking dominated the Bengals' offensive line. So... You're right. I mean, I, I I could see a world where Miles Garrett is in is in the backfield constantly, but I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I I, I don't really have a good read on this game. I think I do think it's going to be really low scoring, but yeah, I would. But yeah, yeah, I would agree with the low scoring. I mean, I don't really see how uh, Kenny Pickett in the Steelers' offense really moves the ball that much without Deontay Johnson getting open like basically just throwing um you know jump balls to george pickens which isn't a bad strategy but um i mean i don't think it's a sustainable offensive plan i think Najee harris is going to be able to run too much on the browns defense um so and, i mean the steelers offensive line isn't good either we saw what what the niners did to him and I'm, the browns defense isn't the niners defense but um i think it's i think it's you know maybe right below that so right and you know the Browns offense didn't look great either so I, I think the under could be a play here 38 and a half is pretty low but a game in Pittsburgh you know the Tomlin's gonna have the boys ready after getting smoked that's what I mean that so. as a Browns fan that would really be the only thing I'm worried about like just that that, that it's a perfect bounce back spot for them yeah, it is. Like the team that looked really bad week one, and the team that looked really great week week one. Right. They're going at it like. So, I don't know, man. I'm excited. I'm excited that we have. Uh, and they'll be in the all blacks. Monday night they'll be in yeah. the all blacks. Oh my god, dude. The uh, the Browns are wearing their all whites, white helmets. They're de- debuting those. Yeah, give me st- give me Steelers money line. We'll see. <laughs> Uh yeah man it's uh, all solid, solid NFL take, uh, what you want to do a bet take for take bet you going at each other yeah you know what let's fucking do it give me Steelers money line Browns man we'll throw a Chipotle bowl on there sounds good you got a deal all right deal yeah man the NFL slate is so much better than college slate um we're gonna transition here in the in the college we're not gonna really touch on a whole lot um. Gage and I do have a few plays that that we'll give out here, but I mean, just we we talked about it last episode, man. This, I mean, even just the watching stand, like watching point of view, like this is just not a good slate of football. Like it's really not. This is kind of that week before conference play starts, where it's a bunch of cupcakes and teams kind of getting ready for conference play, but I mean. All right, let's stop. Let's let's not shit on it. I'm gonna run through these plays. I do have four, four official plays that I'm gonna give out here that I do, that I do like, and a lean that I, I I'm I'm loving. But this first pick is a noon game. Iowa State going into Peden Stadium, Athens, Ohio. Give me Ohio plus three and a half. 
Both of these offenses haven't looked great, but Rocco Becht, quarterback for Iowa State, is not good. I trust Curtis Rourke a thousand times more than I trust Becht. Um, and Ohio's defense has looked really good. I mean, they've given up 15 points, uh, fit an average of 15 points in the first couple of games. Iowa State's offense is not good at all. And you it, that at, like Peyton Stadium is not a huge stadium, but that atmosphere is going to be electric. Hosting a Power Five team at noon, everybody's going to be boozed up. Give me the Bobcats plus three and a half. Would not be surprised if they went out right. I, I, I may sprinkle them money line, but I, I am taking them plus three and a half here. Yeah, dude, I like it, and, and I think they're a quarterback injury away from being three and zero. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, so rolling with your Bobcats is is I think it's the way to go. And um, Iowa State didn't look great last week against Iowa. They battled back, but. Reality that was a twenty to three game. They they scored two, I think late. Uh, it was nonsense. Two late scores. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and Rocco Beck is not good, dude. He's not. I think he has a little over three hundred yards combined in his first couple of games. He just looks overwhelmed. Like he, I think, I think this is this is a good spot for Ohio here. I really, really think this is a good spot for them. Yeah. I have another noon game. Another noon game. This may be... Some may call it an overreaction. I say it's not. Because I called it last week. Um, I was on Washington State. money line against Wisconsin. Um, give me Georgia State... Or, or Georgia Southern plus 19.5 at Wisconsin. I know it's a scary play. But Georgia Southern's offense is crazy averaging over 200 yards both rushing and passing the wisconsin defense isn't the the prototypical wisconsin beat you up defense that we're used to seeing not at all not at all no davis brin for georgia state at georgia state georgia southern excuse me i mean he's got nearly 600 yards in his first two games he's got 78 he's completing passes at 78 percent wisconsin's unproven man and some may may look at it like it's a cakewalk or a good bounce back game for them, but I don't think Georgia Southern wins this game. But this twenty points is a lot for Wisconsin. I, I have no faith in Wisconsin right now. Um, Luke Fickle needs to show me that he can do something. And I, I love Georgia Southern here, getting nineteen and a half. Yeah, I'm seeing twenty, so you might even grab an extra half point. I love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. They're like you mentioned, Wisconsin's defense, and I had the under in the uh, Wisconsin-Washington State game, which ended up hitting, but it shouldn't have. Um, from someone that watched the majority of that that football game, uh, Wisconsin's defense um, was absolutely horrible in the first half, and then um, you know, outside of a, a stretch in the third, fourth quarter. Um, again, they were just kind of hemorrhaging points, and I know uh, Washington State has a has a pretty electric quarterback. Um, it's not it's not your typical, you know, what you think of with Wisconsin's defense. Exactly. So, um, Jim Leonard is still there, total, correct? What did you say? I'm sorry, Jim Leonard's still there, correct? No, no, he's not there anymore. Well, there you go. 
Yeah, he's he left with Fickle. Fickle didn't keep him. So, um, no, I mean, that's why that totals at sixty four. You know, I mean, Wisconsin's going to score, but they expect Georgia, Georgia Southern to score too. They're good, man. So, that offense is good. Yeah. So, I don't hate that. I could see this game being like at type of game yeah i was looking yeah i was looking at like a 20 or i'm sorry like a 35 22 25 kind of game sure sure but um yeah i don't see why they can't cover that that number my next pick for me my my next pick my third pick i am rolling with my heisman winner the best lefty quarterback in college football michael Penix. In Washington Huskies, I like they're going to East Lansing, play Michigan or uh, Michigan State. Obviously, the uh, the Mel Tucker controversy going on right now, the uh, the case out on him. He's suspended without pay right now. I like the over in that game at fifty five and a half. Um, do we um, do we know what that line moved to? Yeah, with the Mel Tucker news, it's sixteen and a half right now. Do we know what it was before? I don't know what the opening line was, to be honest with you. Oh, look, if you want to talk a little longer. Yeah. So that's very interesting to see because um, I'd imagine it, it would have to move at least three points maybe. I, I, all that shit. I mean, you don't have your head coach. You know, it's right. such a distraction. Yeah, no, I, um, I, I have it marked down here as minus 16 and a half is a big lean for me because you're right. I have to imagine it was probably under two touchdowns. But – yeah, I'm seeing 17 right now, what it's at now. Okay. Um, so let me see. What time is that game at? Is that game's a 5 at f- Eastern game? 5 p.m. And I did play this game already, so I did get it at 55 and a half. Um, I mean, Washington's averaging 56 by themselves right now in the first couple of games. P- Michael Penix is fourth in college football in passing yards. I mean, I could see Washington putting up 38 by themselves. I mean, this this Washington offense is for real. Wow, so this this line only moved a point. I mean, it opened at plus sixteen. Really? And now it's now it's been up to seventeen. You would think. You would think it'd move more. Unless than they that. like rally around. You know, I don't know. I don't know enough about like their the dynamic between Mel Tucker and Michigan State. Like, if they, the team, like if they're like, you know, defending him or if right out on the dude, um, and you know they they're gonna rally around him not being there and stuff. So I, I have no idea. So, um, no, we're not going to get into the story either, but it's, it's quite the... Uh, it's a fucked up story. The, it's fucked up. Yeah, quite the uh, allegations for Mel Tucker. Yeah, yeah. it's fucked. If, if, it, if it's real, then... Yeah, if it's real, then... Hey, that guy's a piece of shit. Yeah, not uh-huh. great. Not great for Mel Tucker. And, and you know, I've seen uh, reports that... Obviously, they gave him just a, a ginormous contract. Yeah. And I've seen rumors all the way from you know they're trying to get out of his contract so they can throw money at Dion right here so um that ain't fucking happen he ain't going but nowhere, I mean it, dude. yeah <laughs> yeah maybe maybe I don't know maybe they get saving back who knows <laughs> but uh but yeah I don't know I mean 17 it feels right given the situation um it's like you almost have to bet against them you know what I mean even though he's not coaching like you like have to bet yeah, against them. Like, somehow rallied and won the game, and then like, what would that say? I, I don't know. So I, yeah, I, I think um, you're right about Washington's offense, man. That is a 
fucking powerhouse, and I don't think Michigan State has the horses to, to line up and, and stop that passing attack. So No, as long as they score 14 points, which I think they could do, I think this over gets hit pretty pretty confidently. But my fourth and final play that I have locked in right now, we are, speaking of Dion, we're going to go with Boulder, Colorado. Um, Colorado's head, head coach, whose name is uh, James Norvell. I know it's Norvell. Can't remember his first name. I think it's James. Is he the brother? Is he, he's, is he brothers with the... He's brother with Mike, with Mike Norvell, yes. Wow. Saying the quote, when I talk to adults, I take my hat and my glasses off, show a little respect. Um... I was not on Washington minus twenty three and a half. Um, I am on the I'm on the over fifty nine and a half. That this was before that tweet or that interview came out. I, I love this over fifty nine and a half. I mean, Colorado State's defense is not good. I mean, it was only one game, but they gave up four hundred fifty one yards to Washington State and Cam Ward, and Shador Sanders and Colorado is better than Washington State. Um, I think this over. Is I think it gets smacked honestly, and I mean I, you got you can't bet like I was on like I love twenty three and a half, but dude, when when you see a fucking video from practice come out and Dion telling the guys it's personal, I mean come on, like you're gonna bet against that? No shot. I do I do think I think it's funny how like every coach is like. Dion, Dion, like Bolton board material and stuff. He it's fucking kind of like, just like a running gag. Or just like, all right, you're playing the Colorado this week. You got to say something now. Be funny though if like they they had like fucking Georgia or like Michigan or someone on the schedule. Yeah. And Harbaugh's like, yeah, like Dion, fuck Dion, like he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> it's Dion's personal. Like, get, doing the all, it's like, oh, it's personal, and then they go out and like lose forty five to seventeen. I mean, we're gonna find Pretty out. Funny. Find out next week. They get Oregon next week, and then USC coming up. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, that look ahead line. I was looking at that. Oregon's about two touchdown favorite. Yeah, I mean, at home I, against Colorado. Yeah, I'm I don't think surprised. Oregon has a great defense though, so that could be a really fun game. Um, you know, a shootout, and obviously we know USC would be a shootout as well. So, um, yeah, I mean Colorado State. I mean, I don't know what I don't know why he, the dude's talking. Like he he lost fifty to twenty four week one to your Washington State Huskies. Um, Cougars. They're the Huskies, right? Cougars, Washington Cougars. Huskies, uh, state Cougars. Sorry, I got the, the animal uh, mixed <laughs> up there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be I'm not gonna be jumping on Colorado State. So No, I, 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 re- I really like the over here, too. I mean, I, this was the first bet I played, placed a couple days ago, 59.5. I think it's at 60.5 right now. But, um... I mean, yeah. I mean, this this offense is crazy, and Shador Sanders. I, I I did switch him and Drake May. I take took Drake May out of my top four and put Shador Sanders in there. But this offense do, is legit, dude. A, that's a bad idea, given that that Dion's like so obviously trying to pump up Shador's uh, touchdown numbers by like throwing the ball when they're at the. I mean, I don't blame him. But they're the one yard line. If I was if I was the what Edwards the running back? He's like, damn, I can't get a couple. It is funny <laughs> to see him try to. Uh, I mean, Shador's great, but it's funny to see him. You know, I mean, he knows how to. He knows what he's doing. He's kid can play. Kid, kid, kid can so, really. That's yeah, a good play. 
Kid can really play. Yeah. And, I mean, he's second in the country right now in terms of passing yards. I mean, he's got almost 1,000. And the kid from Hawaii is the only, the only one who has more yards than him. But I think that over is pretty safe, man. Gage, Gage is on the 23 and a half. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, let's just run through these. I mean, the rest of this slate is kind of is not great. I mean... We don't have any. We don't have any ranked versus ranked. It's it's a bad slate, dude. Like it's a bad slate. Let me let's give these picks out and let's get out of here. Let's go. Let's go watch some Thursday night football. I'm on Ohio plus three and a half. Georgia Southern plus nineteen and a half. Washington Michigan State over fifty five and a half. Colorado Colorado State over fifty nine and a half. Gage is on tw- uh, Colorado minus twenty three and a half. Mississippi State plus nine and a half versus LSU, which I think can be a letdown spot for LSU, FYI. He's also on North Carolina minus seven. Alabama minus 33 in South Carolina. I like this one a lot. South Carolina plus 28 versus Georgia. Georgia's rush mm-hmm. off Georgia's rush offense has looked fucking abysmal. So I do not hate that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time Georgia's actually playing uh quality opponent so um you're you're always weary about that where they could just like come out and turn it on but i don't see given how they've been playing this year why you you can't grab south carolina first half at least yeah i'm not against that i'm not against that either but yeah man week three is here week two in the nfl um we'll have all these picks out before saturday we since we have no action on the thursday night game tonight we'll get that graphic up on twitter um probably saturday morning before the games Check it out that way, yeah, you guys. My, can... my official picks, my official picks will be out. I don't, I don't have anything, um, right? Yet, obviously, set in stone. But I will have those out for you guys. Coming off a nice four and two week, four and zero in college football. Stay hot, baby. Let's stay hot. It's a lot rough week one, but we're gonna turn it up. We're gonna turn it on, and I expect it to be around sixty percent by the end of the year. So <laughs> that'd be... those, are, those are lofty uh, standards. That'd but, be insane. <laughs> uh, that's what I hold myself to, and um, you know, jump on while, while it's still hot. Fair enough, man. Check us out on Twitter, take four take underscore. Um, and breaking news. May have a, our first ever uh, guest appearance next Thursday on next Thursday's episode. Stay tuned for that. We mentioned we've been hinting at it for a few weeks now, but uh, we do have some fun stuff lined up, so stick with us. And until next time, catch your boys later.